Welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. If you are looking for inspiration and in living out your Catholic faith, or would like some tips and strategies to live the virtue of chastity, or would like help living your vocation to the full, then you've come to the right place. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know that they are made for love and happiness. We are your hosts, Simon Carrington. And I'm Madeline Carrington. And we're husband and wife. We're parents to to two gorgeous boys, the co-founders of Fire Up Ministries. And mate, we are on a bold mission to help you experience the love you've always dreamed of. So from wherever you are listening, we welcome you and we are so glad that you have joined us. Hey, hey everyone, this is Simon Carrington. I'm, 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 I'm the founder of Fire Up Ministries. And um, in, in, in this talk today, I, I want to talk about something that um, has, has, been, has been a huge part of my own journey when it, when it, when, when it comes to, to the faith. Um, and, and it's something that I, I teach a fair bit, I speak on this a fair bit, and it is, it's really about the topic of what, what are the deepest desires of the human heart. Now, you've probably heard it, you've heard me say it maybe in the past, or, or you've heard this phrase, the understanding of we have hungry hearts. As human beings, we have hungry hearts. We have deep desires, we have longings, we have yearnings um, for things often much greater than anything in this world we feel can satisfy. And so I want to ask you the, the, the question, that's one of the most important questions we could probably ask as human beings. And that is, what do you want? And I don't just mean on this superficial level, like you know, nice things that we would like to have or, or to be or to have, have more of. I, I, I mean, let's, let's, let's dust off our heart for a second, really look deep within and ask yourself, what do I want more than anything? What does my soul cry out for? What am I starving for? What am I aching for? Um, and I think if we're honest, I think I think the 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 honest human answer here is love. Amen. We desire love more than anything else. We desire we do we desire to, uh, 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 communion. We desire intimacy. We desire ecstasy and bliss. We, we want relationship. We want to know others and we want to be intimately known. And these all, come, obviously, everything I've just described sums up what the most authentic, most real form of love is. Amen. Now, when I say to you, you know, what do you want or what are the deepest desires of your heart? Now, it's, it's, it's very possible, okay, that maybe you've had a time where you you were very real with yourself, you you were vulnerable with, with with other people or with someone, where you shared that you you wanted to get married or you wanted to experience this beautiful love, and you asked somebody out and they said no, or maybe you had it you you were in a relationship for a while and it didn't work out and they left you or you were for you knew you had to leave them or maybe they cheated on you, or maybe you were months away from the wedding and they left with somebody else. Maybe you're, you were married or you are married, but your spouse walked out on you for somebody else or because they said they don't love you anymore. And so it's very possible that you could be watching this video coming 
to come into the question, what do I want, with even some anger, saying, you know, Simon, don't talk to me about the deepest desires of my heart being love, because I tried that. I put, I placed my hopes and dreams in this, this, this beautiful relationship that I wanted. And you know what? It got me nowhere. I'm actually now worse off than I was before that experience because I've been brokenhearted, I've been cheated, I've been lied to, and so I wish I never even admitted, I, never, I wish I was not even vulnerable enough to admit that I craved love or wanted love. And now I'm, 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 I'm bitter, I'm resentful, and I'm angry, and I don't believe in love anymore. Amen? Or maybe you're coming from a place where you've seen other people get hurt. Or maybe you've had moments where you've begun to desire love or you've started to get in touch with that ache and yearning for love and intimacy and for relationship. But every time you've seemed to want it, your soul gets crushed or an experience happens where someone shuts you down. And so you have now, you, you have now made a conscious decision that you are not going to allow yourself to admit you desire love or intimacy or relationship that you are on your own and you don't need it and no one, you know, there's nothing anybody else has to give you that you don't already have. And we often do this because we're trying to protect ourselves from getting hurt. Because if I, if I admit, if I'm vulnerable enough to admit I desire love and intimacy and relationship, then what happens is I'm actually, I'm opening myself up to being hurt if I don't get what I've said that I wanted. And so we can often lie to ourselves and say, well, if I never said I wanted it and I don't get it, then I can't be unhappy. Amen. Uh, it's almost like, you know, if we desire X and we don't get X, well, that equals un 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 unhappiness. Amen. So for a lot of people, there are a lot of young people I encounter, even, even, even adults, even people within their marriages who have made a conscious decision just, just to shut off from their desire from, from 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 an amazing marriage or from a very in, a very intimate relationship because they know that if they desire something greater than what they have they're opening themselves up to being hurt and so they choose to numb themselves to protect themselves now i don't know where you are on this spectrum and i've probably been through times where i've experienced both however i want to encourage you wherever you are on this journey just to open your heart again to Jesus. Open your heart to God. And I want you to ask yourself the same question that Jesus asked his first three disciples, Peter, James, and John, in John chapter 1, verse 38, what do you want? Because this question is coming from Jesus. When I'm asking you, what do you want? This is the same question he, uh, the first question he asked his first three followers. Now, Jesus didn't ask Peter, James, and John, what do you want? Because he, was, he wanted to know what they wanted. He already knew exactly what they wanted. He was asking them, what do you want? Because he wanted them to know what they really wanted. Amen? And, you know, basically he was saying, you know, what, uh, what do you want? Okay, and they asked, can they follow him? Amen. He says, well, come and see. Basically, come and follow me because I am everything that you seek. Amen. I am the fulfillment of every desire you've ever experienced. I am the fulfillment to your hunger, your thirst, your longing for love and intimacy, for communion, for relationship, for ecstatic bliss. It all rests in me, Jesus Christ, right? God. 
So we often grow up thinking as Christians, well, you know, I can't ask for too much or because, you know, that, that's selfish. When in fact, when, when in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, God says that we are made in his, his image and likeness. Now, God is the God of desire. God is, God is love. He is desire. He is longing. And in fact, everything that God is, he longs for you because he loves you. He desires relationship with you. He'll never force it on you or, or, or he'll never force it on you, but he longs for you to respond to his loving invitation. Amen. And so if you're made in the image and likeness of God, who is love and desire and longing, then this means God wants us to love, to desire and to long for him also. Amen. So we don't want, we don't want these things. Now, what are the deepest desires of our heart? We don't want love and ecstasy and bliss and communion and relationship. We don't want to be, you know, known by another and know another really well just in, in some partial way, we want to experience love in its fullest sense, perfectly and permanently. Amen? I don't just want to be happy for a time. I already experienced that. I get happy some days and I'm more joyful some days than other days, but I don't, I'm not happy with that. I want to be perfectly joyful. I want to be perfectly happy. And I could never be perfectly joyful or happy unless I also knew that that happiness or joyful state would never be taken away. Amen. Now, it doesn't matter how, 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 how many, many material things you own or you have. Amen. Nothing other than God can satisfy this deep ache, this deep ache for love and communion with love himself other than God. Amen. If one of my favorite scripture verses is Psalm 37 verse 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the, the desires of your heart. Amen. Which is basically saying when you take delight in the Lord, you're going to get all the desires of your heart because guess what? Everything you desire is to take delight in the Lord. There is no good desire that you experience. This, this ache of unfulfillment that I call it, right? This ache of unfulfillment where we crave love and intimacy and relationship. These are good desires that have been planted within you and I by God himself. And so God, basically the whole journey of our Christian life and God's mission in your life is to satisfy the longings within you that he placed within you. Amen. There's nothing on this earth that can, that, that can completely satisfy the ache for God that we have in our hearts. And sometimes we take it to, you know, alcohol or sex or drugs or fame or money. There are many temptations in this world that we can be tempted to be swayed by. But we know deep down that no, nothing in this earth, nothing on this earth, nothing in this world can totally quench that hunger or thirst for love and for God that we have. Okay. Now you might have experienced something like what I'm about to share now. Uh, you know, when I'm in the shower or having breakfast or just sitting down with somebody or it can even happen to me at times when I'm having a really, really great time, like a family function or out with friends, just out of nowhere, I'll have a moment where I'm pierced by th this, this emptiness that I can't explain. It often happens when I'm in, 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 in the shower, actually. For some weird reason, when I'm having a shower, I always get this, this very painful realization that I'm not perfectly happy. 
that I'm not totally fulfilled and that there's nothing in this world that can totally satisfy me. Now, I still, I'm not perfect at this by any stretch, but I remember as, especially in my teen years, because I've experienced this, I get this, you know, sometimes multiple times a day for all of my teen years and I still get it to now. And I, when I would get this realization, I would panic, I would freak out, I'd get very scared and I'd do anything to distract myself from that feeling. So I just go and talk to somebody or, you know, more recently with social media, um, you just start scrolling in this mindless way to, to numb your brain from, from, from experiencing this, okay? And so um, I, as I said, I would always get these and they would scare me and I would run away from them. However, what I began to realize, again, more recently in the last, say, five years or so, has been that those were actually the, these pro profound opportunities to enter into deep prayer, they were actually these, these little blessings from God where he would tap me on the shoulder to remind me, Simon, yes, you know, you, you enjoy your ministry. That's great. Yes, you enjoy your exercise and going out with friends and you, you, you know, you're happily married. You've got three beautiful kids. You've got friends and family. But you know what, Simon, even though all these things, you know, there's all these good things in your life that you have that make you happy in a partial way, there's nothing in your life that can totally make you happy. I'm just reminding you that I am the ultimate source of fulfillment. I am the ultimate source of perfect love. And until you totally rest in me, until you are in heaven with me, you're never going to find the answer to the longing for the ache in your heart for the more that you know you that you crave every day. Amen. And you know, when I talk to more people, I realize this is not just an experience I have. Every single human being, and, and, and maybe C.S. Lewis said it best. C.S. Lewis said, if I find myself with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most likely explanation is that I was made for another world. Amen. Now, every single one of you, you, you listening to this can, can relate to what I'm saying. All of you experience the ache of unfulfillment. All of you experience... That this in some different way, the realization that I'm not perfectly happy. I'm not perfectly fulfilled. Okay. So what do we do with that ache? What do we do with that longing? Well, as I said, it's an opportunity to enter into profound prayer because the church fathers say prayer is nothing other than becoming a longing for God. Yes, it's great to say set prayers and prayer cards and those kind of things. They're awesome. But I really want to encourage you to not just say your prayers, but when you go to pray, become a longing for God. Just enter into how much you yearn for Him, how much you desire to be perfectly fulfilled in Him, through Him, and by Him. And it's, you know, sometimes the most powerful prayer time that I've ever had is when I'm simply sitting in the pain of not being perfectly happy. And what does that do? It expands my heart. It stretches my heart because I know that God is the only person who can satisfy me. And so it helps me to leave aside earthly idols like masturbation, pornography, sex, alcohol, drugs, fame, money, power, whatever it might be. Okay. 
And for everyone listening, you might have a different thing, a, di a different idol that you run to for comfort when you're down. It could be food. It could be social media, right? It could be sleep. Amen? I want, to, I want to invite you, whenever you're experiencing this ache of unfulfillment, don't run away from it and fill yourself with something to console you in your pain. Take that hunger to God. Take that thirst to God. Allow yourself to become a longing for God. Okay. Now, this, is, this was a painful truth that I discovered through my, my, my spiritual director. He helped me see. He said, Simon... Because I was someone that honestly always thought, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian, you know, I'm Catholic, um, I know Jesus, and so I should be happy all the time because I have the truth. And I was kind of taught that, you know, when you encounter Jesus and when you re you really get to know Him, you know, then it then it then it, it satisfies the emptiness that other people experience because their life is void of God. Now, that can be a, a, a very dangerous thing to tell people because what, what often happens is people might have an encounter with Christ on a weekend camp or on a conference and they expect, well, now I've found Jesus. I've discovered him. He's a part of my life. But then what happens when a few weeks later they experience that emptiness again that they're not totally happy? Well, then they start to believe, well, you know, Jesus doesn't fulfill me. Well, Oh, just hear me right here. Jesus is our ultimate fulfillment. But this side of heaven, he is our hope of ultimate fulfillment. Amen? This side of heaven, I don't care how well you know Jesus. I don't care how in love you are with him. Read any of the mystic saints like Padre Pio and St. Teresa of Avila. Because they were so united to Christ in prayer. However... They experienced years of dryness, of struggle, of, of, of feeling the ache of unfulfillment like on steroids compared to me, right? Because they knew better than me that God is the only source of fulfillment. And so this side of heaven, their ache of unfulfillment and their longing for God just kept expanding and expanding and getting deeper and in even some sense more painful, because the closer we get to God and the more that we know we need him and want him, the more painful it is to not be you know, perfectly in communion with him. So that ache of unfulfillment, this, this emptiness that we will all experience this side of, this side of heaven, it will never, ever completely, completely disappear. No matter how beautiful your relationship is. No matter how amazing your work is, no matter how many beautiful children you have and how close you are to them or how close you are to your husband or wife, okay, how far up the corporate ladder you make it, how much money you're making, how powerful you are, how famous you are, how wealthy you are, these things, no matter how much of them you have, will never ever be able to fill the void that only God can fill in our hearts. And so I want to encourage you, okay, I want to encourage you to not be afraid that you desire love. Do not be afraid to admit, I long for love. And not just a human love, although that's a beautiful sign of the heavenly love we're called to have, okay? Nothing wrong with human love, it's beautiful. And we can often use that to enter into and help us see how we were made for union and marriage with God. Okay. 
but I want you to, to really enter into, allow these moments of unfulfillment to draw you deeper into union with God, to give you an opportunity for prof profound prayer, to come to know Him, to yearn for Him, and to thirst and hunger for Him more and more and more. Okay, Rather than letting, letting this moment lead you into to earthly despair, or simply to consuming as many worldly pleasures as you possibly can, take that ache, take the deep desire for love and intimacy you know you have in your heart, and orient that to your heavenly Father in heaven. Ask Him to fill you with as much of Himself as you can. Keep opening and stretching and receiving more and more and more of Him. But just remember that Jesus Christ is our hope of ultimate fulfillment. And we're never ever going to be perfectly happy, perfectly fulfilled this side of the veil. But if we trust in Him and we persevere in prayer and we remain in right relationship with Him, then His promise to us is that on the other side, we will, we will be joined with Him perfectly and we will experience and receive the gift of love, ecstasy, bliss, communion, relationship, intimacy, to, to an extent far superior than we could have possibly imagined this side of heaven. Amen? So don't allow, you know, if you've been wounded by these desires not meeting your needs fully or that you're scared to even admit that you desire love, I encourage you to, 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 to sit with this. That no, even an earthly relationship that works beautifully and that you do get married and have children, even that kind of a marriage can never be your be-all and end-all for happiness. And so just remember that. Don't hang your hat on a hook that can't bear the weight. Do not expect any earthly relationship or experience to satisfy this craving. God and God alone is the fulfillment to the deepest desires of your heart. So, so direct all of that hunger and yearning and longing for Him and Him alone. God bless. I hope that was helpful. We would like to thank you for joining us for this episode. If you thought that it was helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and, and, and share with a friend. And for more content like this, online videos, special offers, access to exclusive Fire Up events and a Fired Up community, consider joining our Fire Up family. So head to our website and for a monthly gift of your choice, you can help others experience the love they always dreamed of. So um, may God bless you and your family. Now go set the world on fire.